Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I was obviously excited. Um, it was, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of change was about to happen for me and my family. You know, that was probably my biggest thought at the moment was excitement to come and play with this group of players and this coaching staff and all these guys that work so hard. But at the same time, knowing that you know it's going to be a big move and a, and a lot of change. But uh, it's been a great a great thing for us. Um, just happy that I'm here and happy to be a part of it. Yeah, former Bulldog Matt Stafford leading the Rams to the Super Bowl. Wow. That is awesome. Coming from a Georgia guy. Hope your Monday's off to a good start. Welcome to the Buck Blue Show here on the fan 680 93.7. And we've got Derek Thomas ready to roll. Gillespie on the road today. Sean Nerney ready to get the work week started. And we appreciate you hanging out with us today. You can listen. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that mobile app sponsored by Beaver Toyota of Cumming. And South Point Financial Services sponsoring the listenership on the smart speaker. Nerney, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, it's time for the narrative to change with former Georgia quarterback Matt Stafford. You've heard the whispers. Stafford will never win big. Huge arm, but too many bad decisions. Well, this just in. Stafford has led the L.A. Rams to the Super Bowl. Admit it, uh, Stafford critics. You had this one wrong. At Georgia, the end of the day, just not enough weapons around him, offense, defense, to break through against college football's top teams. At the time, it was Florida and LSU. Then he gets drafted by the lousy Lions organization. And Matt toughed it out in Detroit before finally escaping. And look at him now, Super Bowl bound. As it turns out, Matt Stafford is a winner. He can lead. He can win big. So stop it with the lame loser tag and get with the times. Matt Stafford has officially changed the narrative that he will never do anything big as a quarterback in the National Football League. Come on, man. You had it wrong. And that was good to see. Uh, NFL playoffs over the weekend, man. We're going to break it down today, and uh, we'll look forward to doing some of that coming up in the following segment. In fact, I'm going to tear down one of the stars in the league coming up. So uh, stick around for that. Busy weekend over in Athens at UGA as Kirby Smart was busy hiring uh, two former Bulldogs. You got Mike Bobo returning as an analyst on the offensive side of the ball. As you know, Mike Bobo played quarterback at Georgia, coach for 14 years at Georgia on Mark Rick's staff. So we're talking about a young man that invested 18 years into the University of Georgia football program. And he comes back as an offensive analyst. Now, the title analyst is is sort of as nebulous, as wide-ranging. So I'm going to clear it up for you. Here's what an analyst can do. 
The analyst deep dives into the opponent's schemes and personnel, and that's their main job. They assist with game planning and strategy, both before the game and in-game. They can participate in that. They're not allowed to coach players during the game or in practice, but they can coach up players at the complex during the week of the games. They can come on in and say, uh, uh, Stetson, come on in here, man. Let's sit down and watch a little tape of that game you played last season against Florida. I got a couple of things I picked out I want to talk to you about. You can do that. You can encourage players. You can't coach them. You're not allowed to recruit, which is unfortunate because Mike Bobo is a tremendous recruiter. Not allowed to recruit. The salary is is not like uh, it is when you're an offensive coordinator or a position coach. But you know what? Mike Bobo's in pretty good shape, the best I can tell, as far as the salary goes. And then plan B comes into mind, too. Kirby Smart, think about this. If Todd Monken, we've got NFL jobs still open. So if one of these new uh, coaches decides they want Monken as an offensive coordinator, you got Mike Bobo right there on staff to slide in and take the spot. Brian McClendon's back, wide receiver coach at Georgia. And Brian McClendon, a former Bulldog wide receiver and also a member of the coaching staff in years gone by. He's jumped around a little bit since then. Uh, out at Oregon, he was at South Carolina, temporarily on the Miami Hurricane staff. You had the Georgia wide receiver coach go back home to LSU to join Brian Kelly's staff, which left that wide receiver job open. Brian McClendon leaves Miami as the co-offensive coordinator and takes the Georgia wide receiver job. Now, you might be thinking, okay, it seems like sort of a lateral move. Don't you wait for a promotion before you make a move? Uh, Some might say, hey, man, that looks like a demotion. You go from the co-coordinator to a wide receiver coach? What's going on with Brian McClendon? Well, he loves Georgia. His family prefers Athens. And he's going to make, I would imagine, I hadn't seen the salary or the numbers come down. I would say the co-offensive coordinator job at Miami, the wide receiver job at Georgia, we're talking about very similar numbers. And now Kirby Smart has a coaching staff that includes four invested Georgia Bulldog coaches. Counting Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, Mike Bobo, Brian McClendon. And, you know, I had a conversation with Coach Dooley uh, last month, final day of January, back in December, had a conversation with Coach Dooley. And I was asking him about the fact that he had so many former Georgia players on his coaching staff when I was at Georgia. We had Mike Cabin, running back coach. We had Charles Whittemore, wide receiver coach. We had Mike Greer, or Steve Greer, rather, defensive line coach. We had Chip Wisdom, linebacker coach. And Coach Dooley was telling me that his philosophy on this was he wanted his coaching staff, at least 50% of the coaching staff, he wanted a mix where he had former Georgia players on the coaching staff, 50% of them. And that's what we had in 80 when we won the national championship. Wanted people that were totally all in and invested in the program. And then the other half, he appreciated 
having some uh, new voices on the staff, uh, people coming in from the outside that might have some new ideas and so forth. And I think Kirby is playing along with what Coach Dooley used to do. You want roughly about half the staff invested long-time loyalty with the Georgia program. And then the other half of the staff, you got guys coming in from other parts of the country, new ideas, fresh ideas, and now you got your coaching staff that you can really believe in and, and have high, hope, high hopes for. So great to have Brian McClendon back. My freshman year at Georgia, his father, Willie McClendon, was our team captain. And I just got to know uh, Willie extremely well as, as a teammate, both in college and in the USFL. Spent some time together down in Jacksonville. We coached together at Valdosta State on Mike Cavan's staff. And I am a big fan of the McClendon family. And it's great to have uh, Brian coming back home and taking that wide receiver job. He's a guy with a reputation that he's going to coach these guys up tough. You know, and you you think these wide receivers, you know, they got the big ego. And <clears throat> they, uh, you know, a little bit soft, not under Brian McClendon. He's going to coach him up tough. And he recruits at a very high level. This recruiting class that will wrap up on Wednesday with the second national signing day. Georgia missed out on some of these four- and five-star wide receivers. I don't believe you'll see that happen again with McClendon on the staff, one of the top recruiters in college football. Great to see him back. Great to see Mike Bobo back. And we appreciate him coming on uh, the Buck Ballou uh, podcast, uh, Buck's Beat podcast here recently, too. That was awesome. All right, time for the Buck Ballou Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey Auto. <laughs> Our Atlanta Hawks are in fuego. They've won seven games in a row. Only the Phoenix Suns are hotter right now in the NBA. That's the only team in the NBA playing a better brand of basketball than our Atlanta Hawks. The Suns, they've won 10 in a row. We've won seven in a row. And look at the standings. Right now the Hawks are one game out of the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. The final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference, one game back. Host Toronto... Tonight, we took down the Lakers yesterday, and the turn. You're wondering how, how and why. How have they been able to turn it around so quickly? Well, they got all the top guys back, including DeAndre Hunter, who stepped in really nice. They're playing a better brand of defense, and they had no other choice. Their backs were to the wall before they started this run. They knew that they had to start a run, and we're right in the middle of it. Great to see the Hawks in fuego. Right now, uh, Grease Monkey, oil changes and more. The job's done right. Uh, job's done fast. More information at greasemonkey.com. All right, coming up next, there's a uh, NFL star player that had the biggest blunder over the weekend. We'll break that down next. Glad you're with us. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Seven. You know, I think if you would have told me before the season that we'd be going to the Super Bowl, I probably would have called you crazy. But then, you know, we played a whole season and, you know, nothing surprises me now. I know the kind of guys that we have and the team that we have. So, you know, there's there's still one left. We're excited about this one, but, you know, we'll celebrate tonight and then move on. That was Joe Burrow. Didn't Urban Meyer tell him at Ohio State that he couldn't play? Couldn't play a lick. And there's another thing Urban Meyer got wrong. Glad you're with us today on the Buck Baloo Show as we get this week underway. Final day of January. And it went by pretty quickly. Buck Baloo Show, 10 to 11 here on The Fan, Monday through Friday. You, uh, as I told you earlier, 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. That mobile app, Beaver Toyota of Cummings sponsors that. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next vehicle, visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com, beavertoyotaofcoming.com. Download the fan app right now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. South Point Financial Services sponsoring the smart speaker listenership and the mortgage. uh, They are the uh, mortgage professionals. More at spfs.com. Listen on the fan on Amazon Echo, Google Nest, Apple HomePod, and more. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by the Haug Law Group. You can't spell Haug without the U, the G, and the A. More at HaugLawGroup.com. And I believe we're ready to get back to the content now and talk about the Super Bowl. So Stafford versus Burrow, an all-SEC quarterback Super Bowl matchup. And wanted to talk about the biggest blunder that I saw over the uh, yesterday in the uh, championship round, and it was by one of the biggest stars in the National Football League, Patrick Mahomes. And it came at the end of the first half where the Chiefs were up. Chiefs were up, I believe, 21-10, 21-7, something along those lines. So they've got the ball. They're, they're on the Bengals' One uh, two-yard line, five seconds left before halftime. They don't have a timeout. There was a timeout called before this final play so Mahomes could go to the sideline, talk to Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, two highly thought-of coaches. So they come back out on the field. And Mahomes takes the snap, looks into the end zone, looking for a receiver, does not find one open, and he checks the ball down to Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't know, a four-yard line. Tyreek Hill gets tackled out of the end zone, down at the two-yard line, and the clock runs out. The TV cameras pick up Mahomes calling for a timeout, which the Chiefs don't have. And because of that knucklehead decision, the Chiefs do not go to the third consecutive Super Bowl. They're on the outside looking in. They're out. They're gone. One bad decision. Costly for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
made by one of the biggest stars in the league. And I'm, I'm just dumbfounded as a former quarterback by this terrible decision. Here's the way it works. All right, you got five seconds left. You don't have a timeout left. You go to the sideline and you talk that over with your coaches. You, you come back on the field and you take the snap. You look into the end zone. You're looking to throw it into the end zone quickly. And if nobody's open, you ground the ball. Stop the clock, kick the field goal, and extend the lead. Mahomes is totally done. He's unaware. He thinks they've got a timeout left. Clueless is what it is. Absolutely clueless. The game management aspect. Now, either Biennemi and Reed told him, look, we don't have any timeouts. Maybe they didn't tell him. Maybe he forgot. But it cost him a trip to the Super Bowl. You kick a field goal there, and the game doesn't go to OT. And Patrick Mahomes, after the game, I didn't see the entire postgame. But I saw one comment where they Mahomes said they didn't play up to the standard. You think? I mean, this is dumb as dumb can be. And you, I put it right on Mahomes. And you could put it on Biennemi or Reed, but gosh, I mean, you're not you're not aware of what's going on, the situation. This is horrible. Mahomes should be getting raked over the coals overnight into today for this knucklehead decision. And yet we're going to sit there and we're going to have to see those, those never-ending insurance commercials with Mahomes in there. If I was the insurance company, I believe today I would cancel. I would cancel Mahomes. I would say we don't want him representing the company anymore. 404-231-1680, the number you want to get in here. I would cancel it with Mahomes. Knucklehead, dumb, dumb move. There are middle school quarterbacks that could have handled that better. Andy Reid, uh, Biennemi, they should be embarrassed with this. This is the most embarrassing thing that I saw during the championship weekend. There was nothing as bad as this. And yet we're going to sit around, we're going to talk about how great Patrick Mahomes is. He cost him a shot to the Super Bowl, a third consecutive shot at winning the Super Bowl title. Now, Nernie, am I being too hard on the guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a whole other half to play after that. So, I mean, yeah, it was a bonehead move, but, you know, there are probably one or two more factors as to why they lost that game. He does a great job in those commercials, though, doesn't he? I'm burnt out on him. Totally burnt out. And I've seen enough of A-Rod, too. Maybe it's just me. But this one decision cost them a trip to the Super Bowl. And I just wanted to point it out. I know there'll be a lot of other folks, and they're, you know, they're probably on sports talk radio all over the country today, and they're saying, eh, it's a shame Mahomes didn't get back to the Super Bowl. Love seeing the Chiefs play. That offense is awesome. Mahomes is one of the best guys in the league. No, today he's a knucklehead. 
is what he is. Chris joins us on the Buck Belue Show. Chris, welcome aboard, buddy. Hey, Buck. I wanted to reach out. We all love you, man. You are a legend uh, from back in the day. I hear a butt coming. (laughs) Buck, there was 30 minutes of football to play after Mahomes made this mistake. Right. All right. So that was not the end of the game. Did the game go to overtime? Uh, The game did not go into overtime. So what I'm saying is, had the game continued, Kansas City would have done something. Uh, you know, they might have fumbled the ball. Who knows might, you know, what might have happened. Cincinnati might have scored an yeah. additional touchdown. Something else might have happened. But the game went into overtime right. not because of that play because there's 30 additional minutes of football after that. Dude, though, right? if he makes the right decision at the end of the first half, the game does not go to overtime. The Chiefs win. They go to the Super Bowl. And he made a you, blunder that a middle school quarterback wouldn't have made. That's what I'm saying. Let's get to the uh, NFL uh, top five, unless we've got another call. We, we got Stephanie wants to come on. Okay, she's going to call back later. That's good. All right, let's, let's mix in that NFL top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four three, three. Two, one, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. All right, Buck, you talked about... Yeah, uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, we'll stay on <laughs> other than Patrick Mahomes yeah, the and his, uh, his questionable decisions, we'll say. Costly Outs- mistake. Uh, yeah, very costly. Outside of that, what was the most em- embarrassing moment of NFL Championship Weekend? Uh, well, it had to be the NFC title game, the Rams and 49ers. The dropped interceptions, uh, Tart for San Francisco. Stafford throwing a deep post pattern in between two receivers. I'm not sure which one of those guys he was throwing it to. Underthrown. But it poorly. looked like he was throwing it to Tart. Yeah. And Tart dropped, dropped the ball. And then you had Jalen Ramsey just a few moments later has a chance for a pick six to put ice on this one. And he dropped the ball. Look, I know I've heard it a hundred times that this is the reason why Tart and Ramsey are playing defensive back and not wide receiver. But these are NFL caliber players. Can you not catch the ball? It's embarrassing. Did Tart have too much time to think about it? I think that that's happens to the defensive guys. Like, oh, God, I'm, here comes the ball. It's embarrassing. I mean, for an NFL player to not be able to catch a ball like that. Well, I don't want to use embarrassing as a segue, but what's the deal with Jimmy G? The deal with Jimmy G? Well, he's gone. As Nick Saban would say, gone. Now, he's got one year left on his contract. He'll be a free agent in 2023. And look, the I believe the 49ers can uh, they can cut his butt and save twenty five million dollars. And they got this quarterback they took in the draft that must not be uh, impressing them very much. In Trey Lance, we've heard nothing about him. And when he's played, it, it's been weak, is what it's been. Uh, Jimmy G is looking for a new job. That's what he should be doing. And look, the Saints need a quarterback. Uh, 
the team without a nickname needs a quarterback. I mean, hadn't it been like two years? They still can't come up with a name. It's embarrassing. Uh, Steelers need a quarterback. Texans need a quarterback. I mean, he's going to find a job. But he's done in San Francisco. Done. Gone. And I don't believe Trey Lance is going to be the guy either. I believe Aaron Rodgers would be the best fit for the San Francisco 49ers. Imagine Rodgers running Shanahan's offense with a running game and how dangerous the 49ers would be. I'm just saying. Especially if they added a legitimate pass-catching wide receiver. That would be dangerous. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, moving around, what do you uh, find interesting about the Raiders hiring Josh McDaniels? There were so many people in our business that just undressed the guy when he backed out of that Colts job in 18, I believe it was. It was a bad look. And I never blamed him. I was on the other side. I had a different opinion on this. Everybody was killing him, except for me. He never signed the contract. Now, he had agreed on uh, salary numbers and, and things of that nature, as I understand it. But the reason he backed out on that job was because the more he spoke with them, the more uncomfortable he got with the football operations situation. And that's why he backed out. And I don't blame him for that. I would have backed out, too. Hadn't signed anything yet. And so I look at the uh, job with the Las Vegas Raiders, and, and look, he's got the Patriots director of player personnel, Dave Ziegler, has been hired as the new general manager. So now he doesn't have any issues like he had in Indianapolis a few years ago. They're on the same page. They believe in the same things. They're going to work well together. Not like if he had taken that job with the Colts. I mean, he told the other teams that were knocking on his door that he wanted to be paired with a general manager that he knew well. And that's exactly what he got with the Raiders unlike what they were trying to uh, cram down his throat in Indianapolis a few years ago. So, yeah, that's what I find interesting about that. He picked a job where he's comfortable with the general manager. And, look, if you're going to be successful in the National Football League, you got to have the head coach and the general manager working well together. You want them at loggerheads? No, that, that, that's uh, idiotic is to have a situation where you're not working well together. These guys have to work hand-in-hand if you're going to be a big winner, in my opinion. All right, Buck. Super Bowl 56, uh, what, 13 days away now? 12, 13 days away? And every year we get it. We get all the storylines. What is the storyline that we will just have heard enough of by the time we finally get to Super Bowl 56? Can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow? Yeah. That has, that's been a storyline all playoffs. He's, yeah. yeah, all season long. He's been getting sacked. Their interior offensive line is a real uh, weak spot on the Bengals team. And you look at the Rams' defensive interior defensive line, uh, that Aaron Donald guy is probably licking his chops right now. And not over pork chops or steak or chicken. He's licking his chops, getting his hands on Joe Burrow. And I've already heard some of this, and it was one of my first thoughts, too when the Rams uh, were able to take down the 49ers, is can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow? Because the Rams' interior defensive front, look out. 
Here they come. We're going to hear this ad nauseum between now and kickoff. And add Von Miller and Leonard Floyd out on the edge. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, with that in mind, the Rams are favored by three and a half, four points, depending on where you look. What is your way too early Super Bowl prediction, Buck? Matt Stafford's going to be a Super Bowl champ. Boom. 31-20, something along those lines. Ooh. Rams cover too, huh? Rams sack Burrow about 10 times. That's probably too big a number. They'll sack him five times Six at least. Yeah, okay. But I am totally on the Burrow bandwagon, man. How about Urban Myers? I said off the top of the show. He he told him at Ohio State he wasn't capable of playing major college football. Like Les Miles telling Jamar Chase he couldn't play receiver. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Absolutely crazy. There's your NFL top five. <laughs> Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Hey, want to get you out uh, playing golf in our 2022 Chili Dip Open. If your business wants to jumpstart your year by reaching some of Atlanta's most active and affluent golf fans, send an email to golf at 680thefan.com. It's the Chili Dip Open benefiting First Team Metro Atlanta Friday, February the 25th at one of my favorite tracks in Metro Atlanta, Bears Best. Up in Swanee, brought to you by Ghost Coast Distillery. This stuff matters. Hal Glaw Group, Beaver Toyota, Georgia Hemp Company, and our good friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. We got time for a nugget? Mmm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, got a couple of them. One, JT Daniels probably not going to Ole Miss. Because Kiffin's got Jackson Dart, played as a freshman at USC this year. He made the jump. He's coming to – he saw what Kiffin did for Matt Corral, and he said, I want some of that. First-round draft pick, big numbers, things like that. Jackson Dart jumping from USC going to Ole Miss. Now, back in the day, you'd never see a guy doing this. It'd be the other way around. JT Daniels, by the way, gosh, I read something over the weekend that he was considering Oregon State. Told my son Braden this, and he said that's one of the most irrelevant programs in college football. What's he doing? All right, the number one question in college football in on this Monday, January 31st, is where is Caleb Williams going to play football next season? Now, he stepped in for Rattler at Oklahoma this year and looked really uh, looked lights out most of the year, the rest of the year. Caleb Williams. He's been on the market for a month. So what's going on with Caleb? His dad spoke with uh, somebody with the media and said, look, it's not about the NIL money with them. That's not really important. What is, what is important is who can develop my son develop his NFL skill set. That's what's important. And I I was seeing something, you know, they had some finalists right now for Caleb Williams. Wisconsin. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now, I know Russell Wilson spent a year there, but I look, they've got a new offensive coordinator. they got a quarterback coach uh, I've never heard of. I don't believe they're going to be the best opportunity for him to develop his NFL skills. I'm just saying. LSU? What? 
So their new offensive coordinator comes from Cincinnati. And their quarterback coach from Louisiana Tech. Now, I'm just going to sit here right now and tell you that's not the best situation for him to develop his NFL skill set. It looks like the no-brainer is USC. So what is he waiting around on? Lincoln Riley and what he's doing scheme-wise. He's going to put up big numbers. Going to be a number one draft pick. What are we waiting around on? Caleb Williams. You're going to USC. We all know it. It's your college football nugget. Yeah, he's dragging this thing out forever. A month on the marketplace before he uh, he still hadn't announced what he's going to do. It's amazing. And look, he, he's not going back to Oklahoma. Come on, man. National Signing Day 2 is coming up on Wednesday. It used to be National Signing Day uh, 1. But then we had the early signing period that's been in effect for uh, several years now. And so the big National Signing Day, uh, the first Wednesday in February, comes up in a couple of days. And the biggest recruiting question for the Georgia Bulldogs I'm going to talk about right now on the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. I'll tell you why that Georgia defensive line coach, Trey Scott, he has got a bounty in this 2022 signing class. Back in December, Michael Williams out of Columbus, Georgia, one of the top-rated guys out there on the defensive line, signed with Georgia. Bear Alexander for IMG, from IMG, I believe he's a Texas native. Bear Alexander signed uh, back in December, already on campus. Got Sean Washington out of New Orleans and Marvin Jones Jr. out of Fort Lauderdale. Trey Scott signed them all, all four of these guys. What a bounty on the defensive line. And on Wednesday, the biggest recruiting question for Georgia coming up on Wednesday is whether they get Christian Miller, All-American, four-star, five-star defensive tackle out of Cedar Grove High School here in Metro Atlanta. Comes down apparently between Georgia and Ohio State. I saw where Kirby had his in-home visit with Miller last Thursday. His best friend, as I understand, is Michael Williams, who's already signed with Georgia back in December. The announcement for Kristen Miller will be on Wednesday at 11.45 a.m. He'll announce that at the Cedar Grove High School cafeteria. And I'm just uh, I'm leaning that, uh, believing that you're going to see Miller announce that he will join Trey Scott and Georgia by signing on Wednesday. Now, I checked in with my go-to sources in the recruiting business, uh, Rusty Mansell. Now, he's saying Georgia most likely will sign five players on Wednesday. Two have already committed, Dylan Bell and Darius uh, Smith. Jefferson Sintel chimes in, and he tells me uh, the short answer for Georgia, they're going to they're gonna sign five or six on Wednesday. 
and they'll save a few slots for the transfer portal. Smart move there. Still a couple of uh, committed guys who did not sign that will sign on Wednesday. There's also going to be more attrition on the current roster that's expected. So look for Georgia to sign somewhere between three, four, five, six guys coming up on Wednesday. But the big guy, Kristen Miller, what's he going to do? Is he going to Ohio State or is he going to sign with Georgia? We'll keep you up to date, uh, up to the moment. Reports coming up here on the fan on Wednesday. And there's your Bulldog Roundtable for today. Kristen Miller. And I'll tell you what, this defensive line bounty that Trey Scott is going to sign is just amazing. Got some uh, voids to fill, and that's one of the reasons why you see these guys coming to Georgia. Now with McClendon back as the wide receiver coach, let's flash forward one year, and we're going to be seeing McClendon signing some of the four- and five-star wide receiver prospects out there. I'm going to go ahead and predict that. All right, coming up next, looks like the GOAT is retiring. I'll touch on that, plus the final word. Going to compliment one of the area wrestlers that I uh, saw again this weekend. I'm totally impressed. We'll do that uh, that next. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. I think he's played like he's capable of. You know, Risen, I, you know, I think he's played like we thought he would. And he's, a, you know, no moment's too big for him. I can tell you that much, Jordan. He's elevating everybody around him. Uh- this morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. You know, we got one more. We know it's going to be a great challenge. So happy for Zach Taylor and the Bengals. What a tough, resilient group they are. But um, really so happy for Matthew. Show on this Monday, January 31st. Got the Super Bowl set. Rams and Bengals. Nerney, if I'd have told you the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl prior to the season, you would have laughed at me again. Crazy. I would have told. Listen, before yesterday's game, I would have told you after they gave up nine sacks to the Titans a week ago, I would have told you that there's no way they're making it to the Super Bowl. I mean, what an amazing turnaround. Two years ago, they won two games, two and 14. Had the number one pick, took Joe Burrow, hired the right coach and Coach Taylor, hit on a couple of other draft picks, and they're heading to the Super Bowl. Amazing. Buck, that's the first time any quarterback has been drafted number one and taken his team to the quarterback, or t- as a quarterback, and taken his team to the Super Bowl in the first two years. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. It's impressive. It is impressive. Almost as impressive as that halftime show lineup with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem and Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar. 
That sounds like an L.A. Super Bowl halftime show. I saw a funny comment on Twitter uh, with Eminem, who's from the Detroit area, and Matt Stafford, who played in Detroit, uh, both being at the Super Bowl. This is the closest the Lions will ever get to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I heard that. And how about that blunder by Patrick Mahomes? Which one? The one that cost them going to their third straight Super Bowl the end of the first half. Not the not a, the interception in, in overtime? A youth league quarter. Look, the interception. Oh, no, that was only forced. That, that was, was forced because it was third and long, and he yeah, made two no, bad throws on first and second down. Dude, he made the, a perfect throw. It was the safety coming over the top that knocked the ball loose, that broke up the pass, and allowed the interception. Mahomes made a beautiful decision and throw on that one. But as a former quarterback, 404-231-1680, you want to get in here, final segment of the show today, and critique this Patrick Mahomes decision before halftime. A youth league quarterback is a be- would have made a better decision w- than what Mahomes made. You had a timeout to talk about it. We've got five seconds left. We don't have a timeout. We're trying to score a touchdown. If the receiver's not open in the end zone, quickly ground the ball. We'll kick a field goal. We'll add three points to the lead. And as it turned out, if they had uh, executed that properly, they, they wouldn't even have had to go to overtime. The throw, the interception at the end of the game, he made a beautiful decision and a beautiful throw on that play. It was the safety that had perfect timing, got up over the top behind the receiver and knocked the ball loose, tipped it up in the air for the interception. Stephanie, uh, back with the show. Stephanie, thanks so much for hanging around and coming on today. Thanks, Buck. Good to be a champion. Absolutely. Also, something Lehman Bennett told me years and years ago, you never take points off the board and you never leave points on the field. It was just an asinine decision not to kick and go – for three. And it was embarrassing, too, when they showed him after the play calling for a timeout. They didn't have any timeouts. Exactly. He didn't even know the situation. And we talk about how, you know, what a great coach Andy Reid is. And how about the enemy? My goodness, how is he not a head coach now? I mean, if they did not tell him, that's embarrassing. If they told him and he ignored it or was not listening, that's on Mahomes. It just we got youth league quarterbacks that could have made a better decision than that. Absolutely. At some point, the quarterback has to take charge on the field and lead the team. Yeah, just a blunder big time. Stephanie, thanks so much for hanging around and coming on today. Southern Company Business of Sports segment. Every week you're going to hear it here on The Fan, and that's presented by the great people over at Southern Company. If it's impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene, we've got it covered. That's the Business of Sports presented by Southern Company changing the future of energy in all the communities they serve. All right, Tom Brady retiring from football at the age of 44 with seven Super Bowl titles. Now, he is the GOAT. You wouldn't have seen Brady making a blunder like Mahomes did. This guy's the GOAT. And I know you've heard the line, don't ever say never, but I'm going to do it today. No quarterback is ever going to win seven Super Bowls again and play to the age of 44. We're talking about 22 NFL seasons 
out of Tom Brady. And do you know he never had a losing season? Now, some tried to tarnish Brady with the letting the air out of the ball scandal a few years ago, labeled him a cheater, that kind of thing. And I was not one of those, by the way. I would have let some air out of that football, too. You know, there was a day in time where they put new foot, brand new footballs right out of the wrapper into these NFL games, and they did it in college. And, boy, I tell you what, after practice, practicing in college myself during the course of the week with older, easier-to-grip footballs, and then to see them put brand-new footballs into the game on Saturday, I was totally, totally all over our managers, Gus and the rest of the crew, to they had to get that, that newness off the football before we put them in play. They'd be in the locker room before the game. They'd be rubbing it on the carpet trying to get that shine off of it. It was just ludicrous that they would be asking you to do something like that. And I felt the same way about Brady. Tried to label him a cheater. It didn't work. And then others tried to convince everyone that it was Belichick that was the secret sauce. It wasn't Tom Brady. Come on, man. Well, they're not saying that anymore. Let's be real here. Brady's two years in Tampa have put him above the criticism. He was awesome in Tampa, totally committed, both in Boston and in Tampa. Here's a guy that was totally committed from day one, all in, team first, great run, Tom. It will never be topped in the National Football League. I'm going to miss seeing him play. Now to the final word. Spent my entire Saturday at the Region 7A wrestling meet where my freshman son, Rhett, was competing. And I want to give a shout-out to Lambert High School wrestler Thomas Dossett, who I got to see all year long in multiple meets. I got to see him uh, Saturday win the Region 7A heavyweight title to remain undefeated this season. And Dossett is one impressive dude, man. He lost the 220 state title match on points as a sophomore, as I learned his backstory. Last year as a junior, he lost the heavyweight state title match to an undefeated Dylan Fairchild, who signed a football scholarship to play offensive line at Georgia. Now Dossett sits undefeated heading to the state sectionals as the heavyweight favorite, and I'm cheering for Dossett to get the job done. Why? I've watched him handle his business this season, and I have so much respect for this young man. He's everything wrestling represents, hardworking, honorable, respectful, and such an awesome role model. I saw him from the stands at multiple meets. My son had to wrestle him. We didn't have a heavyweight in the varsity, at the varsity level, so my freshman son had to wrestle him earlier in the year and got pinned. And I saw, ever since then, I saw Dossett spending time with my son at the other meets where they were competing at. That was the only time they wrestled. Rhett was in the 220 class from that point on for the most part. But really appreciate him encouraging my son, and I saw him doing it with other wrestlers too. I'm cheering for Lambert High wrestler Thomas Dossett to break through and win the state championship and head on to college as a wrestler. 
Seeing wrestling this year has restored my faith in sportsmanship and sports because we seem to be losing it in baseball and football and basketball, not in wrestling. It's honorable. And I'm a big fan these days. Go get them, Dossett. We're pulling for you. It's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. Hope you're going to join me tomorrow. Remember, if you missed the show between 10 and 11, with that fan app, mobile app sponsored by Beaver, Toyota, and Cumming, you can listen to the show anywhere at any time. Stay tuned for Nick and Chris. They're coming up next for Nerney and Thomas and Gillespie. It's Baloo saying have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corner Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.